Shout out Redhead843. It's, it's me. It's me. Yeah, Redhead843, wherever you are, whoever you are. <laughs> Jake is coming for you. It's literally weird. It's all the sight. <laughs> That's the daily newsroom. Be there, be square. Party people, party people. We are back. We are finally here after an hour of setup. Uh, we are finally recording this episode. I'm Lawrence Price, the game day editor for the Daily Northwestern. This is the game day podcast. We are here, six person team. This year, I'll introduce everybody or go around the table. Or do we want to start with Mr. AC returning? Okay. Well, of course, Sky is also returning. Um, but actually, let me go with Jake because Jake's right next to me. <laughs> Yeah, Jake. Uh, Jake, go ahead, give your intro, um, and then we'll go we'll go around the horn like that. All right, sounds good. Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Jake Epstein. I am the development and recruitment editor at the Daily <laughs> Northwestern this fall, and I am honored to be a guest on the Game Day podcast. <laughs> You're so civil. You were just like so straightforward. <laughs> um, Maryland education. <laughs> Mr. Mr. AC, let's go I that way. <laughs> My name is Alex Cervantes. I'm the sports editor for the Daily Northwestern this fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I just wanted to come back and cover football, so that's why I'm back. Let's go. Go. Hello, everyone. Oh. Go! <laughs> double! Hey, double! Hey. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Ayushi Agrawal. I'm only a game day writer. No, I'm not an editor like all these other folks over here. Um, I'd say, you know, I chose game day because, you know, I had a great experience covering basketball in the winter last year with these two great individuals over here, and I wanted to... Continue it in football, you know? Well, double A, you're not alone. Sky's not an editor oh, yeah, in the sport yeah, yeah. either. My bad. I forgot, forgot which was a sports editor. <laughs> former. Oh, my former, gosh. Former, former. Great Love times. Them. Was all your predecessors. <laughs> okay, hi. I'm Elena Hubert, um, party reporter for the Daily as of recently. Go team. Rah, rah. <laughs> I'm also the arts and entertainment editor and covering game day because I love Georgia football and, you know, a complimentary program is definitely Northwestern. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting team. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sky Swan. Um, yeah, I'm a senior per, uh, was the former sports and assistant game day editor and actually former depot editor, if I have to say, and former newsletter editor. I don't think we need so. to give the whole resume. <laughs> so yeah, and I wanted to come back because I had such a great experience last time and it's just so fun to recover this amazing team. All right, but what season did you did you do Devo in? Because like that's a legit question. I did in spring. Wow. Yeah, mm. all three did. You weren't in the trenches. <laughs> I was not in the trenches. Oh my gosh. All right, well, we're here to talk Northwestern football, right? We did that last year. Um, so we're gonna break down last game Northwestern faced or welcomed in Minnesota. Uh, first, or the start of Big Ten play, they won 37-34 to 34 in overtime. We have four of our reporters there. Mr. Double A. Yep. Mr. Jockey. <laughs> I got to think of a name. Hubie Halloween. Hubie. Hubie. Right, right. Just okay. some. Uh, and, and Scott. And. Ms. Swan was there as well. Double S. Um, Double S. So, I mean, if you all, like, if everybody, if me and Alex want to give our takes on our expectations coming into the game, we can. But I'll give you all the reins to talk about your experience covering the game. I mean, to me, that was, like, the biggest, best game to watch or I've seen in Northwestern football 
since mm-hmm. all the four years I've been here. So, um, anybody else want to give their takes going into the game? What did they did they expect this? I mean, none of our predictions I'll, look like this. I want to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. I did an interview with the Minnesota website, and I got clowned in the comments for saying Northwestern was going to win. And I came at all the people in the replies, but I just want to come at the Minnesota faithful again. You were very kind. It was it was it was good-hearted banter, but hold this L. I was right. Row the boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I predicted a 17-14 win, so I was only off by 20 points on each team. You know. I also predicted that, Alex. Elena oh. copied my score. <laughs> I did not. Well, that's all yeah. I had. I did not I, predict Northwestern winning. Yeah. What was your score? I just did not predict them winning, and... <laughs> what does that mean, y'all? We will find the fearless forecasters and put a photo of it to show Sky's <laughs> prediction. Wait, can we put clown music in the background? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might just slow it down. Oh. Like, slow it down right there. Like, <laughs> just zoom in. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the record. No. I will, I will say, I predicted Northwestern would lose because I knew it would jinx them and they would win. So, yeah. you're welcome, That's cute. Northwestern. That's cute. I, yeah. I predicted Northwestern three-point loss, but that would pretty much like a win, right? Three-point loss. They cover Just wanted close football at the end. But, but definitely like what you're saying, Lawrence. I, I agree, Lawrence, what you're saying about this game kind of embodied Northwestern football. Just seeing the team come back. I mean, it was pretty great to watch and like even see the offense come together in those last few drives down the field and those last touchdowns with AJ Henning, Charlie Manji, Jerry. Yeah. It was just really great to see them figure out those kinks that they were struggling with in the offense in the first half and figure that out to come back. And you could also see like us from the press box. It was so interesting to see the Minnesota defense. They were sweating in their boots. Like they just, Mm. they could not figure out the offensive drives. They were trying to switch formations and zones like right before the snapback and they were struggling to figure us out what we were doing. And that was pretty good to watch because they were dominating the whole first half offensively. And, and to give context, Northwestern was down 31-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They came back, as we said before, to win in overtime. A.J. Henning, uh, or what, Bryant, Ben Bryant connected with A.J. Henning with two seconds left to go to overtime. And then Ben Bryant again to Charlie Manjiri, first play um, that Northwestern had. And what was it? Northwestern shut out Minnesota in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So great performance on both sides of the field and especially to interim head coach David Braun don't know why it's still interim but we'll discuss that at a different time um but actually I want to add I want to I want to switch to Elena and a little bit of Jake the story you wrote <laughs> the infamous story I thought it was a great story I feel like everybody else that read it felt like it was a great story got some backlash on Twitter mm. but that's what a column's supposed to do right um if anybody has a problem they can come to the newsroom and express it. But <laughs> oh, they won't express it. Um, so just talk, talk us through talk us through um, that idea that you had um, and even just the process, you know, uh, of going to, you know, I'll, I'll let you take it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I was super curious about what 
the darties were gonna look like mm. given you know and what's it, a what's a darty for all the oh sorry day parties mm. not day a typo parties. not a typo and not a date not, not, a <laughs> not a typo it's not a date it's not a date i was curious you know are the fans gonna come out how do the freshmen feel what's gonna be the environment there and i also wanted to you know go, go to some darties um but jake by my side we went to basically every darty every darty like all six of them that's pretty um, good for Northwestern. Maybe mm -hmm. even a daily darty, but I won't put that on the record. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone was super excited. We got some videos. We may make a TikTok if I can figure out how to do that. But genuinely, I felt like we had all come together and that there was a dawn of like a new era of Northwestern partying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of my opinions on Northwestern party culture kind of are tongue-in-cheek in that article. But, you know, I think I did see... A bit of momentum in general um, mm. and just coming together in general on that day. Jake, any takes there? All right, so first off, uh, I'm very honored to have joined you in that uh, Darty art, <laughs> the process of reporting that it was a very fun story. Uh, Sorry to Ayusha, I didn't mm. get, to, get to tag along. Yeah, I you, was, know, was you, know, you know, actually it was, a, it, was, it was kind of unfortunate, so my phone was on 1%. Oh, So man. I was in the process of contacting y'all, and then boom, phone dead. Gave, gave, uh, my, gave Alina's number to Bradley, Bradley and oh, Sotosh's locker, yeah. who I was with. But I came on the short end of the stick. Um, I'd say my situation, if, for all those of you who know, I struck out on... <laughs> I literally <laughs> struck out on Nardis, and I went 0 for 3. Hamlin Street was not kind to me. You got uh, into one though. Got I did. One. Bradley and I did get into Momentarily. one. Momentarily. We did get into one, but we were in the middle of a circle. Everyone knew. They were like, who are you? They're like, I think it's best if you leave after we named the wrong crap. <laughs> hey, hey. I didn't even know. You know, there's three. I feel, I feel like Ayusha is portraying dirty culture very interestingly. Keep in mind, he did try to get, get into said darties by saying, I am with the Daily Northwest. Yeah, some, some people, yeah, yeah some. That, that some. wasn't my strategy per se, but yeah. maybe we'll mm -hmm. try it next yeah. week. We'll yeah. see. No, no. We'll all see. I know is that we're bouncing back next Saturday, 11 a.m. Are you kidding 7 a.m. We're waking up. That's gonna have to be an 8 a.m. Yeah, we're gonna wake up and we're gonna bounce you're, back. You're, you're, oh gosh. You're, you're cool. You are going to be a lone. You are going to be a lone wolf on that, my friend. <laughs> no, it's just a 10 minute experience. You know? A 10 minute experience. In, out. So what you had la last Saturday? <laughs> no, that was that was literally we were literally in and out. That was six minutes. No, that was not even a minute. Not even a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we came in and we were not greeted like nicely. In the dark we were we were. I almost made some crazy okay. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh god. Well, you know, I'm sorry to see you, you, you struck out, yeah. Ayusha. Um, but, Alex, do you have any thoughts from not being in the press box, but you were at the game? I was also I was not game. at the game. Oh, you were not at the game. <laughs> no, That's I never so made it. I was at a fake fan. Okay. I mean, that was, like, that was like most of uh, Northwestern student body. In the no, they made it. They just yeah. left after the first quarter. Yeah, but, yeah. so they, yeah. they were there for the actual game. I, I will say, being in so... I decided to go to the game as a fan, and I did not sit in the student section due to the overwhelming presence of how many students it was. I got there a little late, not going to lie. Parking was terrible. Um, and then at halftime, after the band played, and it was like this group that Northwestern brought in, pretty much everybody left the student section. And I was just like, what in tarnation is going on? Um, and I had no clue. I just thought that was crazy. Um, so that's something to even just look into, but I guess, I mean, when you think about it, I guess I heard that there were shuttles that go every game, right? During the game. Yeah. This is yeah. Okay. There, there are shuttles that go during all parts of the game and basically they just waited until 
after the band and stuff played and then there's like that five ten minute hiatus where nobody's really on the field or warming up mm. and they leave which is crazy to think um but i stayed the whole game Ooh. i did not rush the field though Ooh. i just felt it would be very awkward to be rushing the field as a rubbing the shoulders well, we, yeah yeah you know i just we rushed the field too also go Hmm. Huh? <laughs> we rushed the field two falls ago. You didn't try to pull an Ayusha and type from the student section? See, oh gosh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I was with Alex at the time. We might. We were out of town. We might have been with Patrick. And I look on like Northwestern athletics. It might have been a women's basketball game. No, it was. It was a. It was like a non-con game. Oh, non-conference last fall. They were playing Northern Illinois. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were driving to the Minnesota game. I wasn't ah, trying to yes. go on uh, Waterstool, or I wasn't yeah. trying to be like Nerd Western. Uh, I was actually covering. You know. I remember and, editing that one. <laughs> and I look at the photo, and I'm like, "Wow, there's this that student the with their computer." Oh like, no! In the in the, <laughs> in the stand. Some may say I was also wearing Northwestern sweater. I thought I talked to Stacia though. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I was kind of scared. I didn't want to be on Nerd Western because, you know, no. there, there are a lot of people, you know, play, they play chess from the student section. Got books out. They got the books day. out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, um, I thought really, you know, having the backpack in the student section was kind of a flex, especially with there only being like a total of 15 fans because we weren't supposed to be good back then. Uh, but yeah, it was an experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, does anybody have any you know, afterthoughts of the game. Um, we didn't really talk about Bryce Kurtz. I know Jake had a great piece on Bryce Kurtz. And just to also give more context, Sky was on rapid recap duty. Elena was on party school duty. Jake was on Bryce Kurtz duty. And Ayusha was on... Just, just a column. Just a column. Yeah. But it showed... Talk, talk a little bit about what was this column about. And then we'll yeah. go back to Jake about, you know, Bryce Kurtz and the day mm -hmm. that he had. Yeah, I mean, we all know, like, uh, Saturday's game was basically a tale of two halves. Northwestern, after the, out of the locker room, they came out a completely different team, re-energized. And I kind of wrote about that, about how really with its backs against the wall, Northwestern really came out really proud and really fought for the school, played for the school. Especially with all that's been going on sort of behind the scenes, outside. On the field, too, we are um, playing pretty... We were struggling, right? And really, David Braun, even in his post-game presser, kept saying, kept re-emphasizing that multiple players throughout the game came up to him and said, Coach, we got this. Um, and that kind of just speaks on the fight. Like, they were down 21, entering the fourth quarter, like Lauren said. Um, Darius Taylor just ran a 43-yard run that basically dwindled the entire student section even further. But despite all that, in the fourth quarter, the defense really re-energized, um, and the offense just found Bryce Kurtz, A.J. Henning, um, and th that, that kind of just speaks volumes of what this team is capable of going forward. Got it, got it. And now, Jake, if you want to talk about Bryce Kurtz and what a day he had. Oh, right? my. So, I'm sitting there in that press box, uh, middle of the second quarter, and I'm thinking, what is going on in that field? What am I going to write about? What are we going to write about? Like, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm not going to write another column because what else is there to say? We're just, we're just, it was, nothing was going our way. Then suddenly, ben Bryant, ben Bryant drops back and hits Bryce Kurtz on an 80-yard bomb. Bro, he is, his top speed was 20.7 miles per hour on that touchdown. First career touchdown for, that, for, for the redshirt senior right there. But the, his, whole, his whole day wasn't on that one catch. He had, a three, he had one drive where he had all three catches for 69 yards and the 17-yard score to cap it off. But it was just his, his performance... 
uplifted the entire team, and it was it was a real test of that of, of resilience. And he's a player who's he said in the presser he's had four knee surgeries in the last four years. Mm-hmm. So if anyone knows how to beat the odds and how to how to really with with everything stacked against you to really come in and produce, it's Bryce Kurtz. And from what we saw, ten catches, two hundred fifteen yards, two scores. That man was on a mission Saturday night. Definitely. I, I think also during the press conference, every player kind of like lit up when they talked about Bryce Kurtz. It just seemed like he was a big team player and, you know, they're finally happy to see him really get some points there. Yeah, Bryce Kurtz definitely stepped up and showed his upperclassman status and being a leader on the team for an offense, even though uh, starting quarterback Ben Bryant is a graduate or slash senior six year, he is hasn't been getting a lot of plays on the field. And Bryce Kurtz, like being there, being on the field last season, being in this um, offense this season, he definitely kind of united the whole offensive unit and kind of kept them grounded and kept them with it, even despite the adversity in the first and second quarter. Let's now transition into this upcoming week, Penn State, number six, Penn State, uh, sixth best team in the country. Goodness gracious. This is this is not um, the team you would want to face after such a big win, um, and even after the big win, the odds are definitely stacked against Northwestern. I don't know what the spread is. It's twenty five point five. Twenty five point five. My God. Um, but I mean, after if we can't really we can look back at Northwestern's game uh, against Penn State last year. Uh, they lost seventeen to seven, but the weather was terrible. Um, Sky, you were there as yes. a fan, but can you? Talk more just about how crazy it was. I know it was wind, rain, mud, everything. Right? Yes, the weather was just horrible. If anyone has not been to Happy Valley in Penn State, it basically is a cave of a valley, so all the weather can just hurdle right over it and stay yeah. there. And it was wind that was so uncontrollable, it was hard for them to even keep the ball like centered on the field. And the rain was so bad, and it was so cold that it was, it was just a miracle that the game even went on. And despite like if there was going to be a thunder, kind of felt like tropical storm Ophelia kind of hitting on the field. But it was, sorry, shout out to my East Coasters, they know what they're going through right now. But um, yeah, it was a great experience though to be there and kind of see them play. But it will be interesting because there are some new players on this offense that are playing against the Penn State team. And I I would definitely say um, that's one thing that Northwestern struggled with uh, last game or last time they faced Penn State Mm -hmm. was the offense. Uh, They had five takeaways on defense. And, of course, you got to attribute a lot of that to the rain, four forced fumbles. Um, And it was basically a run game versus run game. And Northwestern's run game was not there. Uh, Only being able to score seven points. But that was a – Tale that we saw a lot last year. Uh, so let's transition a little bit to this week. Um, who's going to be on the game? Alex, mm-hmm. you're on the game. Ayusha, yep. Jake, yes, and Sky, you're on mm-hmm. the game, right? So I will be covering it for WNUR. We're doing play-by-play. Elena has the week off. Congrats. Guardian, of course. Okay. <laughs> let me know. Let me know. You know, not trying to strike do. out. We'll do. Same oh, The game is at 11 a.m., Ayusha. Your alarms will you be set at 6 a.m. <laughs> Fast forwarding to Saturday, uh, does anybody want to take it away a little bit? I mean, we all know Penn State is a really good team. Um, did anybody want to detail why you know they're so good? Or for sure, uh, <clears throat> um, I think first things first. We have to recognize they're coming off a thirty-one 
not 31-0, just absolute route of number 24 Iowa. And Brian Ferentz's struggles <laughs> aside in running an offense, um, just check Twitter. That's all you need to know. Um, Sickos community. They have not – Penn State has yet to turn the ball over so far this season. They have forced uh, six fumbles, have also intercepted five passes, so they are plus 11. That mark has to be one of the highest in the country. Yeah. Their offensive line is dominant. They're physical. Kalen King might be one of the best defensive players in the country. Detroit native. Um, that offense is also coming along. Um, I want to say uh, I, I, I have to, I wrote down some stats here. Um, Penn State, shout out the athletic for this pull. Penn State pressured Iowa on 45% of its snaps. My goodness. In that game. Northwestern is coming off a season high 40 attempts for Ben Bryant, in which he had a clean pocket. Per PFF, shout out Matt Shelton of Wildcat Report for that stat. But, I mean, it goes without saying, the offensive line, which has lost four starters after last season, including first-round pick Peter Skaronsky, will need to step up against a just absolutely dominant uh, Penn State uh, front. Yeah. Um, along with that, uh, Manny Diaz implemented a three-defensive-end look, which not a lot of teams throw at opponents um, against the Hawkeyes. They talked about just kind of giving them an edge in that uh, – I forget which def- which defensive end talked about it after the game, but he said um, something, to the, something to the effect of that, like a guard and a center don't really know what to do when they're in space against mm-hmm. a defensive end. So we'll see what happens. Um, the, the momentum from that game for Northwestern is going to be there, so we'll see if they can carry it into another 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, we love those at Ryan Field. And then you can't talk about Penn State in terms of their offense without talking about Catron Allen and Nick Singleton. They're kind of two-headed yeah. monster at running back. Nick Singleton was actually not the starter for the game against Iowa. Um, he's coming off a 1,000-yard rushing season as a freshman. Mm-hmm. He has run for 203 yards on the season. However, Allen is leading the team in rushing with 280 rushing yards. Um, he, was, he, he got the nod at starter um, against Iowa, so yeah. we'll see who takes the field, but they're both going to be receiving a ton of touches. It's whether or not Northwestern's run defense, which has been a bit of Achilles' heel this season, can step up. Um, but, yeah, long story short, Drew Aller hasn't turned the ball over this season, has nine touchdowns. The offense is coming along. That defense is physical. It is fast. It is elite. It will yeah. be tough. And and that's what, honestly, Coach Braun talked about in the presser earlier today mm-hmm. is being physical. Uh, Northwestern needed to be physical. And I know that – also, Penn State has only given up, what, five touchdowns in four over four games. Uh, they've They're given up eight points. Eight, yeah, eight points per game. They lead the Big Ten in points per game, offensive-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Northwestern has a huge uh, huge opponent ahead. I, like, There's a chance they might go undefeated in regular season play, the way they're playing. Of course, they got Michigan, Ohio State. Ohio State. But the way they're playing right now, there are not many teams that are – Three level, um, that stout on all three mm-hmm. levels. Let me say this: we made Callie McManus look like a, a stud in that first half. I mean, he did not have an incompletion for two quarters of football, mm-hmm. and now we're having Drew Aller, a former five-star quarterback, coming into Ryan Field at 11 a.m. And we're, it's not going to be a monsoon like we had Stroud face last year. It's going to be 73 and sunny. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, perfect we're, conditions. Weatherman Alex Cervantes, we're just dirty. let us know. It's going to be a very nice day outside. Aller, if he with with good solid protection, which he's going to get, yes, yeah, is will. going to uh, unfortunately <laughs> carve us up defensively. So we're going to have to get into a uh, 
We're gonna have to get into a shootout with one of the top <laughs> against one of the top defenses in the country. Number three. One, number three. I mean, it's gonna be a very it's gonna be a yeah. rough day. Hopefully, we can cover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And Northwestern is not a team built to for a shootout. No, no we mm -hmm. we all know that. But you know, we I don't know if there's really keys to win this game uh, for Northwestern. Um, I mean, there are. There are keys to win this game, but. Yeah. Are we talking about winning this game or being competitive? In this I mean, game? E either way, you have to force Aller into a couple turnovers, which he hasn't all season. Yeah, make um, him uncomfortable. And then the other thing, too, which Braun talked about his presser today, you can't fall behind again. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Odds are you're not going to be able to complete a 21-point fourth-quarter comeback against Penn State. Right, right. Regardless um, of any kind of belief you have within your program, like that's just going to be mm -hmm. a tough mountain to climb. So yeah. and Northwestern has not started games fast or well yeah. this year. So. I, I was just about to add, Northwestern has definitely struggled in the first half, and Braun has talked about them being a second-half team, but when you're a second-half team against the number six team in the country, it does no not more. matter mm -hmm. uh, how, you know, how stout you are in the second half if you're down 25-plus points and get yeah. one of the best in the country. So it's, it's going to be very uh, interesting. Does anybody else have, have thoughts? I think Northwestern did a really good job tackling Later mm -hmm. into the Minnesota game, I remember linebacker Xander Mueller's uh, tackle um, out out wide was a very like open field tackle mm -hmm. um, to force Minnesota into a punt uh, was huge. But they're going to really need to just play their tails off um, mm -hmm. like no other against Penn State. Does anybody else have? Yeah, I mean, I will words? say Aller's dominant. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception once during his college career. Only a sophomore, but I feel like that tells you how good he is in general. But I think Bryant, you know, is confident now that he has a defense behind him, that he's able to move in the pocket. I'm hopeful that we'll at least get a couple touchdowns, but, I mean, we're going against a team that averages seven touchdowns a game. So, yeah. we're hopeful, though. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Um, sure. If anybody does not have any thoughts, do you have a score prediction? Not everybody has to give their score prediction. Uh, fearless forecasters um, isn't coming out till Wednesday. Who's winning? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It might be. It might be Mr. A, double A. It is. No, no, no. It's a, is it? Yeah, well, you're. Um, no, we, we, we. Yeah, I think it's. Well, Notre Dame, yeah. Ohio State should be a push regardless. I want that on the record. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That, yeah. that was yeah, the we'll baddest see. of bad beats. You we'll know, see. it's not yeah, a bad beat. Not, you, yeah, you get your money back. Like if yeah. I threw ten dollars on Notre Dame to cover plus three, really, they would just give me the ten dollars back because they lost by three. Shout out DraftKings. Yeah, I'm gonna plug. No, I mean, yeah. Use code Alex C ten for ten percent off. Oh my gosh! Lawrence, what's your score prediction? I was hoping this question would not be brought to my attention. That's right. Well, no, does it cover at least? Do they cover? I do not think Northwestern will cover. They'll cover against Howard. They'll beat Howard. Penn State though, um, I expect at least forty uh, yeah. points from Penn State. I I could see I could see Northwestern getting up to 14, 17 points, um, mm -hmm. but I see Penn State hanging at least thirty five to forty points mm -hmm. on Northwestern. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't give a score prediction. I just gave. Yeah. I kind of heard it. It's a solid range. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. What about you, Elena? Well, I'll throw um, the question back at you. 
I think I'd actually say the same. I mean, they're averaging like seven touchdowns. They'll probably get one more against us. So uh, probably in the 40s. I, I, I do want to ask the most outrageous usually uh, picker when it comes to scores. Uh, Miss Swan, uh, what's your score prediction for Saturday? 18 to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait on it. Um, I need Scoring more research. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. for my, but I definitely think Penn State is covering. Okay. All right. That's um, like a given. I have closing thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Well, not on this. I just have like a statement that I need to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right now. Well, does anybody have any like other? <coughs> yeah, yeah. We're pretty much wrapping, wrapping up. You know, last year John Riker was known for introing us with the craziest stuff. Now Jake is sitting up in his seat. <laughs> um, Marilyn. Marilyn. Sky, you want to do a ski for the... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if no one else is going to wrap this up, this is what I'll do. Mike Pajaki, and if you're watching, you tried that little trickery with Jack Lausch and Ben Bryan on the field, and it ended poorly. Oh, yeah, Mr. it was so bad. <laughs> and I want to pitch something to you. We're gonna need, you're going to need to go deep into your bag to even try and beat the Nittany Lions this Saturday. He thought he had I am now imploring you to do a three-quarterback personnel and do the same thing, but put Brandon Sullivan out there and let him run it out out on a post. Yeah. And we'll probably not score a touchdown, he but maybe like 20 yards. I can remember that. It was a really great game and a great win, and yeah. we're excited to see what happens in the future with this team. Yeah. Shout, out, <laughs> shout out Redhead843. It's, it's me. It's me. Yeah, Redhead843, wherever you are, whoever you are, <laughs> Jake is coming for you. It's literally me. It's all the sides. At the Daily Newsroom. Be there. Be square. I just want you to know I do not have a BSJ. So my meeting with BSJ is actually not existing. He graduates in two years. It's BS. That's right. That's right. He's not in Everybody. See you next week. From the Daily Northwestern. I'm Lawrence Price. Thanks for listening to episode one of the Game Day Podcast. This episode was reported and produced by me, Lawrence Price. The audio editors for the Daily Northwestern are Virginia Hunt and Lily Shen. The digital managing editors are Scott Huang and Laura Simmons. And the editor-in-chief is Avni Kalra. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear next week's episode. Peace.